0: So guys, with that said, I'd like to invite my prayers to come up, prayers. Of course, we're all prayers, right? But we're going to hear from Millie in Spanish, Josie in German, and then our U.S. representative, Miss Penny Armstrong herself. So let's focus our mind and our heart on the Lord and Savior God, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit. As we close our eyes, let's get on our knees, if you're able, and let's go to the Lord in prayer. Amen.
1: Padre Dios, en esta tarde tan hermosa, Jesús, queremos venir todos a darte gracias, Señor. A darte gracias, Padre Santo, por este momento, Jesús, por este día, Padre amado, por cada uno de nosotros y de nosotras que estamos aquí en este día, Padre Santo. Padre Santo, yo pongo en tus manos este precioso momento, Señor, en que estamos para servirte, en que estamos aquí, Señor Jesús, para darte gracia en todo momento, en todo lugar y a toda hora, Padre Santo. Padre Santo, hoy en esta tarde, pongo a Sonia, Padre amado, y a todos tus servidores, Señor Jesús, que de sus palabras salgan, Señor, de sus corazones salgan palabras dicha por ti, Padre Santo. Para que nosotros sigamos alimentando nuestro espíritu, Señor Jesús. El espíritu, Padre Santo, que tú nos da, para amarte, para quererte, Padre Santo, y seguir buscando de ti. Padre amado, gracias por este momento, gracias por este día, y gracias por cada uno de nosotros. En el nombre de Jesús. Amén.
0: Amen. Gott, nuestro Vater, ich danke dir, que Ich bete dir, dass du immer bei uns bleiben und die Frauen, die heute sprechen, machen, bleib immer bei ihnen auch und hu- helfen uns, immer offenen Herzen zu haben, dass wir können alles bleiben und merken, was du hast bei uns gesagt. Ich danke dir für unsere Gesundheit, dass wir alle hier heute zusammen können sind und ich danke für alles, dass du bei ihr,
2: bei uns gemacht hat. In des Namens deines Sohnes. Amen. Amen. Heavenly Father, precious God. Thank you for bringing us together this afternoon as the mighty women of the Orlando International Christian Church. Be with us as we're in this workshop that we are able to give an inspired and wonderful start to the year of the Spirit. Mm. Be with all of our speakers as they um, give us stories from their lives that, How the spirit has inspired them and what we can do so it can inspire us. I ask you, dear God, to be with all of those that can't be with us this afternoon, either because of illness, schedule conflicts, or other problems that are known only to you. Watch over all of those, all of those sisters that may still be on their way. Mm -hmm. Keep them in your safe hands and, and just help them get here safely. I give thanks for everything you've given us, this beautiful day, this beautiful property, this beautiful place to pray, and all of these beautiful sisters that we have. I ask all of this in the name of your most precious son, Jesus Christ. Amen.
0: Amen. Amen. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Well, sisters let's jump in. Zechariah chapter 4. This is our theme scripture for 2022. And I do want to give a shout out to our fabulous hermano Diego, Juan Diego Barrientos. Isn't he an awesome keeper of the sisters? Look at him. He doesn't leave on Wednesday night until we're all done. And sometimes, you know, we like to talk. So thank you. Thank you, Diego. Him and Amanda and the whole media crew do so much work behind the scenes. Letitia, Vanessa, thank you so much. As we speak, Vanessa's working on an awesome new banner for 2022 that's going to display our 17 church plantings that we are dreaming for this year. So, in Zechariah 4, verse 6b, the Bible says, "...not by might, nor by power." But by my spirit, says the Lord Almighty. Sisters, it's not going to be by our own might and our own power and leaning on our own understanding and being focused on people that we accomplish the level of righteousness and peace and forceful advancement that God is calling us to have in 2022. And make no mistake. Even in the first century, by the time Paul penned the book of Galatians, we read in Galatians 3, verse 1, he says, You foolish Galatians, O sisters of Orlando, let not, let not that be said of us, okay? We do not want to fall in the category of fool. But Paul had to admonish the Galatians because he says, Who has bewitched you? Bewitched, tricked, fooled trapped, befuddled, confused. He says, before your very eyes, Jesus Christ was clearly portrayed as crucified. And in verse 3, he says, are you so foolish after beginning by means of the Spirit? The Holy Spirit, sisters, the Holy Spirit that you received in the waters of baptism. Paul says, are you now trying to finish by means of the flesh? Okay, and make no mistake, sisters, that's always going to be a battle. One-on-one, you and your reliance and dependence of God is always going to be in conflict with people, the tangible, the physical, your job, your family, your finances, your vacation, your me, myself, and I. Okay, that trio that brings us doom, gloom, and disaster. So I'm so thankful for Kip and Elena, and I hope you pray for them often, guys. Their charge is to oversee the advancement of the whole world in our generation, okay? I don't know of a more important job to be done. Do you? Right? So please be praying for them. Be praying for the world sector leaders. You know that Helen and Matt Sullivan are incredible. Many of you know them and love them already. But they oversee and lead not only Miami, but the whole Sages world sector. And you guys heard in GNN last week that we are giving away all of Sages North To the Middle East, Corey and Geraldine Blackwell are going to be moving to New York. Luke and Brandon Speckman are taking the charge to go to New Delhi, India. Let me tell you, that's not a picnic, okay? Life in India is not like life in Orlando, But they are disciples like we are disciples. They counted the cost to give up everything, go anywhere, and be ready anytime. And they said yes to the call to move their family to India and advance the gospel in that wonderful country and surrounding neighborhoods. So we need to be praying for them. That's the first way we get to participate in world evangelism. Your prayers count. Every prayer matters matters. How you think, feel, and choose makes a difference, one way or the other. Amen? So, sisters, my first question to you today, are you God-focused or people-focused? Which would include self-focused, okay? This is something I want you to reflect on as we get into the scriptures and as you allow your heart to be maneuvered and molded and massaged and cleansed and detoxed because we are going to look at the Holy Spirit. And my prayer for you today is that you will walk away with more truth about what and who the Holy Spirit is, not in general, but to you. More humility and gratitude for God graciously giving you this power, his power at baptism And more zeal and intentionality that you're going to tap into the power of the Spirit all day, every day, for the rest of 2022 and the rest of our lives. One thought at a time. Okay? This will continue to fuel the faith, sisters, that we need to accomplish the vision. The Bible says without a vision, people perish. That is true first and foremost spiritually in every area of your life but as we think so we are right so it's true for our mind what drops into our heart as a result of how we allow ourselves and train ourselves to think and process the 17 inches from here to here what becomes our passion how we allow God to heal Or more toxins. I meant to bring my toxic tree, but I forgot it. (laughs) However, many of you know what an ugly, dead, toxic, thorny, poisonous structure looks like. And that's not what God calls us to build in here. And deposit in here to come out here. So if you're confused where you are right now, take inventory of what's coming out of your mouth. Ask your roommate, your husband, your children, your friends, those who know you best, i.e. who lives with you. And be sure not to threaten them before you ask them. And ask them, really, what's coming out of your mouth? Are you good and pleasant to live with? And is there unity in your household? Amen? I'm going to give you five facts about the Holy Spirit, okay? There's actually going to be more than five, but I put them into categories because there's so much to be said, and I hope that you take upon yourself the charge to get deeper in the Holy Spirit. It's the year of the Spirit. Last year, we did mountain-moving faith, right? This year, God's focusing the movement on reliance on His Holy Spirit. Well, if you don't know what it is or really what it does or how it operates, how are you going to tap into it? Amen? Amen. So that's the charge. Do you see how the Lord, the Spirit, is leading the church? Amen. So along with praying for Matt and Helen, Chris and I need prayers, in case you didn't notice that. Okay? We are weak, and that's a good place to be. And we need your prayers. We need your involvement. We need your heart. We need you to jump in, roll up your sleeves. This is your church, sisters. This is our church, and the Holy Spirit is leading it. It will be what all of us build it up to be. Amen? So fact number one. How do you receive the Holy Spirit? At baptism. There's no other way to receive the Holy Spirit. That is such a controversial truth. Most of the world will fight you on this. Okay? And that's why the road that leads to heaven is narrow and hard. Okay? We know in Acts 2.38... Peter replied, repent. You wouldn't be repenting if you didn't believe in Jesus, okay? So belief, of course, is essential for salvation. Believe, repent, and be baptized. Who? Every one of you. There are no exceptions. There's no VIP pass into the narrow gates of heaven, okay? For the forgiveness of sins. Well, doesn't that make sense? God and sin cannot mix. When your sin gets forgiven then you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. God doesn't hang out in filth and unrepented sin, amen? God himself in you, the Holy Spirit. And that's why in 42, their whole lives changed. Being a disciple is not for a time, a club you join, because you have nothing better to do, okay? Until you get what you want, no. It is a lifestyle. It is a way of life. It is a wholehearted devotion to God and his church. Amen. That's why verse 42, we see they devoted themselves. They were addicted to the four pillars of Christianity, to the breaking of bread, eating together. That's communion and eating together. Okay? It is bonding. It is unifying when you eat together, which is another reason that Zoom does not build trust and faith and intimacy, right? They were devoted to the apostles' teachings, prayer. They walk with God because we know without the greatest commandment, we are nothing. And they were devoted. They were addicted. They got to have fellowship with one another. They did not have to come. And if you're in the have to come category today, sisters, you're in danger of falling away. Okay? Have we all had sinful thoughts of, I'm tired, mm <clears throat> I think I'm sick. Ooh, I might have a fever. You know what? Put on your mask and come, okay? Do your best. Use your discernment. We're not afraid. What we are about is walking by faith to advance the gospels to the end of the earth. And the Bible says the workers are few and the harvest is plentiful. So God is entrusting us to be reliable workers to come and participate. Amen? Roll up your sleeves. And that's why in verse 47, the disciples, the church, the women of the first century were praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. Is there anybody whose favor you're not enjoying in God's church right now? Is there anybody you're divided by from because you have an attitude that's in the fear zone that you have not resolved quickly? It's okay to get an attitude. We're all sinners. With your husband, with your roommate, with your coworker, with somebody on the road who was really mean to you and just flipped you off. However, it is not okay to stay in that fear zone attitude demeanor. That's where we sin. Amen? So it's not that we will have these thoughts. You haven't even sinned when you first get a scary thought, it's what you do with it. It's how you process it. It's whether you get in the light or not with it. And it's whether it becomes a pattern. Stinking thinking will kill you. Amen? And so they praised God and enjoyed the favor of all the people. God's family plays together and plays together. Amen? Are you playing together? Are you having fun times? Married women, date night. Remember that? Every week. D-time with hubby, family time, pulling in your Bible talk, going on encouragement dates, going on sister dates, serving your sisters, bringing soup when somebody's down and out, right? Bringing some groceries when you have something extra and your sister friend needs help, amen? As she carries her own load, by the way, okay? Because nobody's going to pay your bills for you, amen? Amen. So, John 3, 5 through 6, Jesus answered, Very truly, I tell you, no one can enter the kingdom of God unless she is born of water and the spirit. Make no mistake, whatever the religious world says to you, no one can enter the kingdom of God, God's church, unless you are born of water and the spirit. Flesh gives birth to flesh, but the spirit gives birth. To the Spirit. So the first part about the Spirit that you need to remember is that you've got it. Okay? Every one of you here, unless I'm overlooking anybody, you got it. Okay? (laughs) You've got it. So point number two, we learn the Spirit and God are one. And let's go to Job chapter 33, verse 4. Job chapter 33, verse 4. And if you miss these scriptures, just jot them down, okay? Because again, this is being recorded. But I want you to hear this truth from the word. The Spirit of God has made me. The breath of the Almighty gives me life. This is Job acknowledging and teaching us that God's Spirit was participating in making us, creating us, knitting us together in our mother's womb, fearfully and wonderfully in the image and likeness of God himself. That should include and invoke and grow a gratitude for the Holy Spirit in you, an awe of the Holy Spirit that he's been around since the creation of time and before, because God, the Spirit, and Jesus are one. Further questions on that? I want to encourage you to hold until you meet God face-to-face, and he can explain those awesome scientific details to you of how that is possible. Amen? God gives us what we know about him in his word, and that is enough for life and godliness and getting to heaven. Amen? Amen? Genesis 1, verse 2. The third fact about the Holy Spirit is that it is invisible. It is ever-present. It's always alert and available, forever ready and able to empower godly thinking, feeling, and choosing. Genesis 1, verse 1. In the beginning. Isn't that a great way to start the Bible? Hello. In the beginning, God created. God is creative. God is an artist God is a genius. He's the genius of genii. He's the artist of artists. He is incredible. He is almighty. He created the heavens and the earth. Now the earth was formless and empty. That's hard to fathom and believe and understand and imagine. Darkness was over the surface of the deep. And listen to this. The spirit of God was hovering over the waters. Wow! Back then, all of the earth was water. So the Spirit of God was hovering all over
2: the earth.
0: Sisters, this is only the beginning of who and what the Spirit is. Are you beginning to get an idea of the power, the force, the energy, the might that we get to tap into? The Hebrew word for spirit is ruach. Got to get that going, right? Ruach. What does that mean? Wind. Okay. Now we know that wind doesn't hover, right? Wind is more like an airplane. It moves. (laughs) Hovering is more like a helicopter, right? So we get this idea of air, of invisible but everywhere. Think about the power of a hurricane. Think about the power of a tornado. You don't see the wind, but you know, you see the effects of the wind, right? So we begin to get this idea that even though hovering is not an action word for wind, this verb hovering is more like it's poised for action. See, it's ready. A helicopter doesn't just hover unnecessarily. Right? Generally, they're, forming a, they're, they're performing a rescue, right? Isn't that what helicopters are really useful? Rescuing people from dangerous situations and bringing them to safety, right? So there's this idea of power, of energy, of, 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 of might, of access to something far greater than us. Now, we know in James that the Bible likens our life to a mist, Right? Some of you have seen Chris use this analogy. Life is a mist. Right? So here's Rebecca. She was born. She lived. Up. she's dead. Oh. Now we're all going to die. Right? That's a given. It doesn't take faith to believe you're going to die. And as we all know, on Wednesday night at around 430, our beloved sister, Aunt Mary Lee, the Lord took her. So she passed on, and our condolences, Kenji, are with you and Alfonso. And I know many of you went to visit her and spent time with, with her. Julia was discipling her, Yolanda before, and Vanessa, and Letitia, and Nancy, and uh, Taylor, and Josie. So many of you spent one-on-one time with her. And you know, she was a faithful disciple. She was committed from day one, and you all know that she was sicker than any of us can even dream of being. And every day, she wanted to be in person. And Kinji was working diligently to get her to come in person. She was making zero mistakes. She gave sacrificially, financially, from day one to the kingdom. You ask Aunt Mary today if it was worth it. Today, what's important? Today, if you should show up and give your whole heart... Because this is your life. That's a lesson from the dead, right? So now God is teaching us here that we have access to this ruach, to this power, to this energy that God calls his Holy Spirit. Well, I thought about how can I demonstrate energy? Now, many of you probably don't know what this is, but I happen to know what this is, and probably you do. Oh, for sure, our sister Monse knows what this is. (laughs) Now, if I can just get it out and uh, operate it, uh, uh, you know. So, look at what this is, okay? This is for self-protection, okay? This is a very dangerous thing. It's called a taser, and see this? Wait, hang on one second. (laughs) I'm scaring myself. (laughs) Chris is like, don't do it too much because you're going to break it. Okay, but I'm going to do it one more time. Okay? This can put down. I kind of like this. No, (laughs) I've got to not get power happy. Okay. But imagine this being the Holy Spirit that God puts in you. This can take down a 300-pound man. Okay? Just by one zap. And this is a taser that people made to protect you from a bad guy or a bad girl, okay? How much more, sisters, do we have the power? You've got your taser that was deposited into you the day you got baptized, but are you using it? Are you using it in the spiritual way that we should? Because our weapons are not with the weapons of the world. They have divine power. This taser has limited power, but we see there's power, okay? It's so limited. When you compare this, what God allowed to be made, to who God is, the hovering ruach over the earth. Are you beginning to get the pictures, sisters? This is what we need to tap into, and that is a decision you and I get to make every day. All day, one decision at a time, for the rest of your life. Does your life describe that kind of power? Or are you being a weak-sauce, lukewarm disciple? Because you're choosing not to plug in, plug in, okay, to the power without this. How's your cell phone going to work? How's your iPad going to serve you? Okay, dead, red battery, black screen, may as well go in the trash, right? But with this and the source, right? Without electricity, that's why 100 years ago, there was no this, there was no cell phones, okay? But with that electric power, and that's just Duke energy, okay, or solar power, hello? God created the sun. God is the sun. In heaven, there will be no sun because we have God. This is what we get to intentionally and deliberately access. Okay? Here you got your Holy Spirit at baptism. It's raring to go, it's excited. And for the first three months, you're like, woohoo, plug in every day, all the time. And then you hit a rock. And you hit some weeds, and you hit some persecution, and you hit some trouble with your health, your marriage, your finances, your children. You start elevating your family over God's family. And you know what happens? This little plug, suddenly you can't find it. It's displaced. And a day goes by, and a week goes by. Then you find it, you plug it, and you're like, okay. And then another month goes by. And you know where you're going? Downhill in a hurry and Satan's patient he can wait he can have you find this thing 50,000 times over but if you keep losing it and not in being intentional in plugging it in and checking it making sure you're not substituting it for some cheap substitute okay you know what i'm talking about sisters the substitutes that you think oh it's so pretty I Orange, orange is my favorite color. And then come to find out that it really doesn't work well with a good old original, you know what, okay? And we start getting itchy ears and we start listening to, oh, they're going to heaven, but you know, they don't need to give special missions. Oh, they go to heaven and they go to church whenever they feel like it. And they. I, I'm going to heaven and I don't have to meet in person, right? We lose the sacrifice. We forget the call that when you counted the cost to be a disciple, you said, I give up everything. Everything, sisters, still means everything. We're out of the COVID fog and flog. There's no more Zoom gloom, okay? Zoom gloom is behind us. We're not doing that again. Do you know how many disciples fell away and lost their soul over Zoom? Even now, some are still hesitant to come back in person because of fear. And we're going to hear from Amy today about how perfect love drives out all fear. Okay? And make no mistake, sisters, I am not advocating recklessness. Okay, But if there's a hint of fear in the choice you make as to whether to show up or not, whether to be in person or not, whether to engage intimately and with faith and trust or not, you are in sin. And I am calling you this day to repent. Perfect love drives out all fear. We will all die, and God already knows whether you're going to die of the flu or the cancer or the COVID or a stroke, okay? Make no mistake. It makes no difference. You will die, and dying saved and taking as many as possible to heaven is all that counts. Are you with me right there, sisters? So let's move on before I get too distracted, okay? Here we go. I have to fast forward. I'm going to send this lesson to you guys because actually there's a lot more in that. Was I on point two or three? Okay. Three. Okay. So we talked about the Holy Spirit is invisible, ever-present, always alert, available, powerful, vibrant, electric, energetic, right? So are you tapping into the energy that you have access to? Or are you constantly tired, sick. I'm talking about a pattern of sickness, okay? Are you constantly discouraged, depressed, making excuses as to why you're disrespecting your husband, or you're not studying for your exams, or you're not getting a job, or you're not doing your best at whatever God has entrusted you to do, which number one is being an awesome disciple, When last did you have a great time with the Lord, sisters? If you're not doing that daily, you're not plugging in. That little taser in you is running low and flat and dead and weak. And at this point, maybe you feel like you can't even protect yourself from an infant, okay? Well, there's grace and there's hope and there's help, okay? God is a gracious God, and we have all been. If you've been a disciple for any amount of time, you talk to the veterans around here, Kinji, Paula, Miss Penny, Julia, Marie, okay, those of us who've been around for a long time, or even five years, Yana, Letitia, Vanessa, Diego, you talk to these veterans, Janice, you talk to them, okay, you've had struggles, And battles and trouble. Because the Bible says in this life you'll have trouble. But how did you navigate your way through? And did you quit along the way? And are you sitting here harboring darkness in your heart even today? Okay? I remember about six years ago, I went through a really hard time. There were people who I loved in my immediate surroundings who were making horrific decisions. And I allowed my mindset to go to the... (gasps) Elevated cortisol, afraid, terrified, in distress mode, not just for a day or a week, for a month and two and a year. And you know what that does to you? You're not plugging into the source the way you should. And by God's grace, God humbled me very severely, to the point of where Chris and I stepped out of the ministry. We were asked to step out of the ministry. And I hope that gives you faith in God's leadership in the kingdom because you're not qualified to lead in the kingdom if you're not going to quickly and consistently do the work to plug in to the source where you need to be, okay? God doesn't care about titles, okay? He does not care what you are outside of a disciple. Now, that being said, you better give your first talents to God in the kingdom and be serving God in the kingdom first with the talents he's given you. But we were stepped out of the ministry, and rightfully so. And that's how we came into Orlando, very wounded. And I'm so grateful for the love of the Orlando disciples, the love of Kip and Elena, the love of Matt and Helen, the love of many of you who were here receiving us to help renew and restore our faith so that we would repent and see again, speaking the truth in love, being willing to say the hard things because you love me as your sister in Christ and then as your friend. And make no mistake, sisters, that saved my life. God's grace and the truth of God's people, speaking truth in love. And for that reason and many other times in my life of almost three decades being faithful to God is where I get the conviction, that I love you first as my sister in Christ and then as my friend. And what I say to you, I pray, I will say in love, and I'm very open for you to tell me if you didn't feel loved and respected, but I'm gonna tell you the truth from God's word and I'm gonna expect you to repent. And repentance is not mañana, mañana. It is ahora, godly sorrow, amen? And I expect you to imitate me as I'm imitating Christ and do the same to the wonderful sisters that God has set around you and the many wonderful women we are studying the Bible with and we will still study the Bible with. Can I get an amen Amen. from more than Paula? Thank you, Paula. Amen. Awesome. So point number four. The Holy Spirit is with us always. As our teacher, advisor, advocate, comforter, healer, and guarantee of heaven, if, the big I-F, two-letter word, the biggest in the Bible, because it has the biggest consequences, if we keep choosing life over death. John 14, 15, write this down. If you love me, women of Orlando, keep my commands. And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate to help you and be with you forever. That's the Holy Spirit, sisters, the spirit of truth. The world cannot accept him because it neither sees him nor knows him. But you, you know him, for he lives with you and will be with you. I will not leave you as orphans. Look at that. Jesus, when he left in person, he gave the Holy Spirit, God himself, in in here in us so that we are not orphans. We're never alone, sisters. No matter how much your physical family has abandoned you and deserted you and disappointed you and hurt you and abused you and neglected you. And I am sorry for that. But you are never alone. When you've made Jesus your Lord, because he is the perfect God, the perfect comforter, the perfect seal of guaranteeing your inheritance, the perfect teacher and advocate and guide and heightened conscience to help you to bear the fruit that he calls you to bear, which of course we find in Galatians 5, right? Galatians 5 talks about the fruit of the spirit being love, joy, peace, patience, goodness, kindness, gentleness, faithfulness, and self-control. That does not include the opposite, right? Just take the opposite of all those traits and know that if you're hanging around in all of those zones, you need to repent. You're one of those awesome sister friends that we're calling to repent today, amen? Get faith today or get out of the way. That's what we are when we're sitting in long-term fear or sin, We become an obstacle to evangelizing God's work. We become a burden on the church because we're not willing to change. That is not an option, sister. There's a reason God gives us church discipline. And make no mistake, I should be brought to church discipline if I'm in a willful, deliberate place of sin. Whether that sin is visible or invisible, right? My sin back seven years ago was doubt. I remember there were times when I was so mad at God. Like, why are you letting this happen to me for so long, right? Then it became, okay, I can take this, but how long are you going to make me suffer? Like, I'm God. Who am I to tell God how long he should send a certain trouble? That's putting me in God's seat. And that's what brought me to that place of unbelief, where there were times I was like, God, are you even there? Okay, it's one thing to feel that. It's okay. But to keep feeling that and allowing yourself to think that and ruminate in that and saturate and marinate in that, that's a no-go, okay? That brings you to feel like, who cares if I pray or not, right? So sisters, make no mistake, unbelief is a grave sin. And it'll take you to hell in a hand basket. And we are not going to tolerate that in me or anybody else. We're here to help each other. We're not in the judgment business. We're all fighting this invisible battle against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. We're in it together, and we're accountable to help each other to take one step forward. Amen? Amen. So the Holy Spirit is with us always as our teacher, our advisor, advocate, comforter, healer, guarantee of heaven, if we keep choosing life. Write down John 14:26. But the Advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and will remind you of everything I have said to you. Write down Ephesians 1:13. That talks about the seal guaranteeing our inheritance. Go to Romans eight twenty six. In the same way, the Spirit helps us in our weakness. We do not know what we ought to pray for, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us through wordless groans. And he who searches our hearts knows the mind of the Spirit because the Spirit intercedes for God's people in accordance with the will of God. And we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. There is no such thing as I cannot change with the Holy Spirit, sisters. The question is, will I do the work to choose life over death. Awareness, reflection, quiet time, the word, prayer, meditation, memorization, exercise, journaling, walking in the light, serving others, taking captive your thoughts and making them obedient, having a consistent morning and bedtime routine, taking advantage of the many ways the church reaches out and tries to create forums to help you with traumas like Bravehearts. Brave Hearts begins this Friday. If you don't know what that is, I'm sure you've heard it being announced a few times, talk to Alicia. It really helps you get in touch with, slow down, and identify to unpack, feel to heal, and navigate your way through so that you are not a victim, even to the most heinous traumas that I know many of us have endured. We are not a victim, sisters. We are victorious over and above. And let's go to verse 6 of Romans 8. The mind governed by the flesh is death, but the mind governed by the spirit is life and peace. Are you at peace most of the time? If that does not describe you, maybe you're a brand new Christian. Maybe this is super overwhelming hey, you've got the rest of your life to hone in on these skills and convictions. So I'm not down on anyone. In fact, I am so proud of the Orlando woman, the Orlando church. Chris and I could not be more proud of you guys. We have grown tremendously in 2021. Numerically, we've grown. Our budget has grown. We've grown in maturity. We've had people step up. We've had people get married. We have people get engaged along. We have a new dating couple, Izzy, and and in India. We Uh, uh, are seeing our awesome brother soon-to-be marcos want to study the bible to be baptized okay miracles are happening the question is will you be a part of it will you allow god to heighten and increase your knowledge of the power you have access to through the holy spirit to make it a deeper passion in your heart to bring it to be available Stop being too tired to share your faith, too tired and distracted to get into Bible studies, too tired to offer hospitality, too selfish and focused on me and my immediate family to reach out, reach out. I want to appeal to the wow woman. Some of you girls might not know what that is. The wonderful women of wisdom, okay, W-W-O-W. We added that W because they are wonderful. And these are the mature women of Titus too. And we have a plethora of them in our midst. Guys, don't take that for granted. A lot of churches have no mature people, okay? So just appreciate the wisdom, the the stability, the pillar, the wealth of knowledge and experience that you have around you. How many of them, young women, have you... Have you befriended? Have you reached out to? Who are your close sister friends that are more than 10 years older than you, that are a different color and culture from you, that, that, that don't look like you at all, right? This is a must in the love-one-another connection, the same admonition for the older woman. I charged you guys a month ago to adopt your wonderful sister that you're going to train and teach and encourage. And if up to now you haven't even identified her or prayed for her, or reached out to her, I'm calling you to repent. Okay? Because without forging the love, forging the unity, what will happen? Disunity, division, lukewarmness. And before you know it, you can go to any other church on the corner and find the exact same stale, dead Christendom that the world preaches. Okay? I also want us to be praying for Alicia's stepdad, Travis, because Yolanda's husband is studying the Bible in Atlanta right now, which is amazing, okay? So there's no lack of good news, right? So the fifth fact of the Holy Spirit tells us to share about Jesus consistently. We see in John 15, 26, when the advocate comes, whom I sent to you from the Father, the Spirit of truth who goes out from the Father, he will testify about me. And you also must testify, for you have been with me from the beginning. Sisters, are you testifying? Are you allowing the Spirit to testify in you? When you're fired up in the Spirit, you know what happens? You get fired up to pass what the Spirit teaches you along. Okay? So remember... Remember the power you have. Don't make me pull out my taser again, okay? (laughs) Or should I say Chris's taser? (laughs) And don't forget your charger. And don't let it get into all kinds of knots and forget the little, uh, you know, charging packet, okay? Have it together. Plug it in every day, right? The Spirit tells us to testify. Who have you shared with? Who have you had over to your home for hospitality? Anybody can do that. Anybody can open their mouth. Who are you praying for? Who are you following up with? Who are you studying with? I want to charge you women that in 2022, you are going to be the most testifying testimony of the Holy Spirit that you have ever been in your whole life. And that's who we're going to be in 2022. Amen? I have three goals for myself in 2022, and I hope you have goals for yourself. My goal is to increase in my patience, my surrender, and my evangelism. My goal for myself is to every day talk about Jesus with somebody, okay? Not just disciples. I'm talking about outside of disciples people, okay? They're not hard to find. Sadly, they're everywhere, okay? So what are your goals? Make them tangible. Make a vision board. Put it in front of your face. Memorize it. Meditate on it. Pray for it, The Holy Spirit will empower you, sisters. Step out on faith means it might be a little scary. That's okay, because you're not alone. Amen? So the vision here in Orlando is 100 for the Lord, okay? We are at 83 disciples. Amen. God willing, tomorrow we'll be at 84, because our brother Zico is going to be joining us. Uh, Zico's amazing. That's Jerry's uncle. Thank you, Mo and India and company that have already been over there. They're trying to move in. Long story. Pray for Jutney. That's his wife. She is no longer faithful at this time. She needs lots of prayers and love. A lot of us know her and have relationships with her, like Letitia and Vanessa and Sheena. Thank you so much. Um, but Zico's joining us. They have four little ones. It's going to be a party. Okay. So that's another person I want you to put on your prayer list consistently. Jutney, okay, we love her. She's amazing, and I have full confidence she will come back, okay? What you're being handed out right now, along with our local goal of 100 and beyond for the Lord, is our international goal and our U.S. goal, our map, our plan, okay? The Bible says commit your plans to the Lord, and they will succeed. Implication, have a plan. We see here that in Acts 1.8, the Bible says you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you and you will be my witnesses, my testifiers in Jerusalem, in Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. And sister friends, the ends of the earth is still the ends of the earth. That means every person that has not had an opportunity to study the Bible, we need to try to get to them. In each neighbor, in each city, every country, every continent, on the populated world. Okay, needless to say, we have our work cut out for us. Thanks to Kip and all the world sector leaders and many years of prayer and experience, they've put together this incredible crown of thorns. Notice that this is on hard stock. It's color copy. Okay, this costs money to make, okay? We want you to treasure it. We want you to pray on it. We want you to make it a part of your vision for why you're doing what you're doing. Because all of this is for Jesus' sake, for the evangelization of the nations in our generation. And you can see here that it is remarkable what the Spirit has done with less than 5,000 disciples worldwide, which is where we're at now. Considering a world of eight billion, we have a ways to go, amen? But look at what the spirit has accomplished. We took the 10 arguably most influential cities in the world, and you'll see them listed here on phase one of the Crown of Thorns project. They are Santiago, Chile, London, India, I mean London, England, <laughs> excuse me, Sao Paulo, Brazil, Mexico City, Mexico, Paris, France, Sydney, Australia, Chennai, India, Moscow, uh, Russia, Manila, Philippines, Lagos, uh, Nigeria, Dubai in the Middle East, and Hong Kong. And in a span of eight years, the Spirit allowed us, through the sacrifice of being willing to give up everything and go, as well as the financial backing that it takes, and it can take 200000 to plant an international church, okay? Because of our sacrifice, in those eight years, for those veteran disciples who have been around, You were part of planting those 10 pillar churches. And I hope you are inspired by that because God used you and your sacrifice that now we're on phase two and phase three of that plan where those main cities are targeting the next door countries and cities to them, and then those countries and cities, the next ones to them, and so on and so on. And then into the smaller towns, the villages, and eventually every neighborhood. Is this awesome or what? Okay. Flip over and you'll see Operation Eagle. Operation Eagle is an incredible U.S. plan for the exact same advancement. Who here has family in different states? Okay. Who here would like their family to be a disciple and go to heaven forever with Jesus? Okay. Amen. And different countries, right? And so here we see that to date, we have 20 out of, 30, out of 50 states already evangelized. We're almost halfway there, guys. And in 2022, we are planting 17 new churches, and several of those are in the U.S. And don't be surprised if I come up to you and say, Sister Friend... Are you ready to go to Kansas City, Kansas, so that we can have a church of true disciples in our fellow state over there? How about Iowa City, Iowa? How about Baton Rouge, Louisiana, and Alabama? Okay. We need to advance the kingdom, sisters. So I hope you keep this in front of you and pray for each church planting, specifically the 17. I'm going to read them to you. Casablanca, Morocco. Kampala, Uganda. We're coming into East Africa. Guys, we already have 1,500 disciples in West Africa, overseen by Blaise and Patricia Fumba, who are incredible heroes of the faith. Now we're heading into East Africa, Uganda, Morocco. This is amazing, okay? Crouching Tiger three. Why is it called Crouching Tiger? Because if we named the city here and those disciples were targeted, they would be killed for their faith in Jesus. Okay? You think you get persecution? When somebody tells you, you're in a cult, ooh, be careful of mind control, you have no idea what persecution looks like, okay? Beaten, killed, hunted, slaughtered, imprisoned for the fact that you will not renounce the gospel and stop making disciples. That's what these disciples in in China face today. Pray for them. Pray for these heroes in the faith, amen? Uh, Sucre, Bolivia. Bolivia. Cochabamba, Bolivia, however you want to pronounce that, Millie will do a better job than me. Dublin, Ireland, Berlin, Germany, Sprochen Deutsch, Bicol, Philippines, Doha, Qatar, and then locally in our Operation Eagle, these, eight, these seven churches, Portland, Maine, Manchester, New Hampshire, Baton Rouge, Louisiana, Auburn, Auburn uh, Alabama, Iowa City, Iowa, Kansas City, Kansas, Louisville, Kentucky, Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. Chris's brother lives in Oklahoma, close to Oklahoma City. I'm like, wow. And he's shown interest before. He was coming to our our Bible talk on Zoom. I'm fired up about this. Are you? Okay. So as a movement, this is going to take $5 million for us to accomplish along with sustaining the churches that need help in the third world, as well as the new churches. In Orlando, the movement is asking us to contribute $75,000. We can do it, Orlando sisters. Are you with me? Okay. Last year, we were smaller, and we gave $65,000. Okay. This isn't even by faith. We've already got this. But it's not going to happen unless you make it your faith again. And you keep your why in front of your mind, on your heart, and in your passion every day, one day at a time, sisters. Will you join Chris and I as we commit to the Lord this lofty, awesome goal of 75K by May 14th so that we too in 2022 can participate in making these 17 church plantings happen. Yes. Amen. I knew you guys would. I knew you guys would. I'm so proud of you guys. Matthew 6:21, where your treasure is, Orlando sisters, there your heart will be also. Where your treasure is, there your heart will be. Okay? There your heart will be. We're not just talk talk talk. We are walk the walk with the heart first. Amen. So one final thing I want to lay before you guys as a, as a goal for Orlando Church locally is that currently our budget is about 32000 a week, 3200 a week. <laughs> Marie's like, really? Where did you get that extra zero? <laughs> Sorry, you know, it's only a zero. What does it matter? <laughs> That's the vision. There we go. So we need to get it to $4,000. A year ago, you know that we were in a different position. I was in the hospital visiting Chris every day for 54 days, right? The movement in its compassion and grace stepped in and gave us $12,000 to help hire some interns. We have three incredible interns. India, Chamba, Cassidy. And the goal is more interns, guys. I know you guys are sacrificial, and I'm so thankful for every one of you. Not everybody's going to be full-time in the ministry, but everybody is a full-time minister. Amen? So with whatever time and resources you have, I know you're, you're doing the work of the Lord. And for that, I'm forever eternally grateful for. And I'm humbled to be in the ministry. I wasn't always in the ministry. In my 30 years, I've been out of the ministry twice, different times for different reasons. And I still maintain the same level of zeal and commitment and devotion to God. And I know you guys will too. And I commend the Orlando Church. Really, throughout that whole time of Chris even being in the hospital, you guys didn't miss one beat. I mean, it has been amazing to see what God has done this year through you. So I just want to ask, every, every beginning of January, we ask for a new pledge. For us to meet and balance that $800 deficit, on a, in a perfect world, it's going to take raising your weekly contribution by $10. Okay, $10. What is $10? Think to yourself, do you waste $10 a week? Is there $10 you could save? Could you bring your budget down a little bit? Could you work a little extra? Could you, whatever you could do. Maybe you can't, and that is totally fine, guys. This is a need, an $800 uh, deficit. We are laying it before the church. Chris and I, we will never ask you to do anything we haven't done ourselves. We've already raised ours. We're already starting to give special missions every week as part of our weekly giving. But I'm laying this before you guys for prayer and fasting and collaboration, those who are married. Your husband's got the same pledge card this morning. We don't want you to give it back right now. We want you to pray on it. Think about it. Some of you have gotten raises and you haven't thought to give more to God. Some of you might be really struggling and you can't even keep what you're giving. That's fine too, sisters. Like I said, in a perfect world, $10 each, the world is not perfect, and we understand that. But I'm just giving you guys a marker of what we're shooting for, okay, as a church, as a body, because we are one, okay? So please pray on this, fast about it, get advice. Women, be submissive to your husbands, bring faith to the table, and then surrender to where they feel like your faith is at. Um, And please make sure you get this um, back to your Bible Talk leader by next Sunday. Okay, so you have eight days to pray about it, think about it, um, get some advice, talk to Marie, Paula, I'm so proud of Marie, of course she's our administrator, Paula has agreed. These two women as well as Josie are making themselves available, sisters, if you need help with your personal budget. They are willing to sit down with you, help you, hold you accountable, teach you, train you, instruct you, so that we can be stewards of what God has given to us, guys. Let me tell you, I left South Africa in 1989, before most of you were born, with 500 pounds, English pounds, in my pocket and one suitcase, okay? (laughs) And the Lord, even at my worst, provided for me and gave to me. You cannot outgive God. Okay, and those of you who have been disciples for a while understand what I'm talking about. Younger sisters, believe us. We are living testimony that God is Jehovah Jireh, the great and powerful and almighty provider. And he gives us resources to share and to give back to him first. So I don't want one more penny from you if you think it's out of compulsion or a must or duress or stress. Faith and stress do not go together. Faith and sacrifice go together, okay? So take your time, be prayerful, and please follow through with what we're asking you to do by next Sunday. Can I get an amen? I'm so grateful for you guys. It's not by, by might or by our power. It is by God's Holy Spirit that we will, in 2022, shine bright like a disciple because that is what you are. I love you guys. Let's take a 10-minute fellowship break. You're awesome.